everyone, welcome to today's podcast. We're talking about the fastest weight loss possible. What is it? First, we have to define what is fast weight loss. The fastest weight loss possible in the shortest amount of time would probably be created by water fasting, right? So if you just stopped eating food, um, say you could go a month doing that, no food at all, um, that might be the fastest weight loss a person could achieve in the shortest amount of time. And so let's just say you water fast for a month and you lose 25 pounds. Uh, the next month you begin eating again and you put the weight back on. So we have to understand, is that fast weight loss or is that no weight loss, right? That's, that's the first thing. Um, on the other hand, we have doing something smart, strategic, sustainable, so that you start losing some weight. It's really easy, it's comfortable. Um, let's just say you lose five pounds a month, okay? You lose about a pound a week, okay? And that's five pounds a month. So that's slow weight loss, right? Or is it because you did it in a way that was sustainable, it was comfortable, it was easy, you could keep doing it. And so now the one month of five pounds turns into two months losing five pounds. So now you're 10 pounds down. And it's so easy and sustainable that you stick with it for the year. And now you're 60 pounds down. And so now the question becomes, is that the faster weight loss or was the water fasting the fast weight loss or was that no weight loss, right? So we have to redefine this differently and we do this by zooming out a bit, a bit and looking at the bigger picture, not just looking at how much weight we can lose as quick as possible in the short term, but zooming out a bit and saying, where will I be a month from now, a year from now with this plan that I'm going to use weight? because this would probably be a more accurate description of what fast weight loss, what slow weight loss is, and what no weight loss is. And now how does this relate to you? Well, I know that you wanna get fast weight loss results, I understand that, but now you have to look at your own situation. How much weight have you lost in the last six months? How much weight have you lost in the last year? And so if you have not lost much weight, if you have put weight on, and yet you find yourself obsessed with how to lose weight in the fastest way possible, this is your opportunity to change the way that you're approaching it and to start doing slow, strategic, systematic shifts in how you're living, how you're eating, so that you begin to lose weight in the fastest way possible, which is the way that lasts. So I hope this helps you out and changes the way that you approach your weight loss because you can get better results than you ever imagined possible when you start focusing and thinking about it this way as opposed to just trying to crash diet. So I hope this helps you out. Um, if anyone has any questions, feel free to ask them. I see Jennifer over there says, I'll take option two, no water diet, right? The water diet is a ridiculous uh, concept and yet I will be asked about it today on this live. I can almost guarantee you. <laughs> Okay, I make jokes, but we understand, you know, when you get to the point where you're genuinely asking me what I think of a water fast, I understand that you're desperate, that you are really so trapped in this way of thinking about weight loss that you can't even see outside of um, the, the, the mental prison that you're in. Um, so, so I have compassion for you. Um, at the same time, I want to make clear that that's just not a good strategy for, for obvious reasons. Um, but I use it as a, as a ridiculous example. Uh, Weight Watchers, uh, for most people, uh, keto, intermittent fasting are just as ridiculous. Um, what do you do when I'm gaining muscle and body composition is changing, but I'm not losing on the scale? Um, yeah, well, I mean, you focus on that, Nikki, you know, like that's the thing. I think the more, I always say this to my clients, we use the scale, you know, now again, I'm not, I'm not a big muscle guy. <laughs> um, so I don't work with people that are putting a lot of muscle on. Okay. However, um, with my clients, it's very important that you have other things that you are tracking and measuring that are improving. Um, if you just focus on the scale, it is almost guaranteed that you are going to get discouraged before you ever get anywhere close to your goal weight. And so I think if you are, gaining muscle, you're working out and shifting the composition of your body, you want to measure yourself in other ways. You know, measure your biceps, measure whatever parts of your body you're working on, measure your body fat percentage. Um, these are things you want to measure. So my, my clients, we don't really measure those things as much as we measure your energy levels, um, your moods, uh, you know, how relaxed you feel, uh, how, you know, if you feel nourished, right? And again, these are these aren't as hard fast as measurements on a scale or with a tape measure or body fat. Um, they're, they're a little more subtle measurements, a little soft, soft type of measurements. Um, if that means anything, as opposed to hard measurements of weight, you know, scale tape measure, all that. 
However, if you start to become subtle, uh, be aware of the subtle shifts and changes that start happening in your body from doing healthier things, healthier lifestyle choices, healthier eating choices, um, there's so much there. You know what I mean? And if you can get yourself obsessed on all the little instant benefits you get out of making better choices, it's very inspiring, you know? And so that that's what I would suggest to you. Um, Liddy, if I'm saying that right, Liddy. I've listened to you and you and read your emails and I've lost six pounds in two weeks. I don't diet anymore. Hey, look at you. That's awesome. I'm gonna take a screenshot of that because that's awesome. I always love my success stories. Uh, that's really great. Congratulations and good job. Keep it up, you know? And um, yeah, you listen listen to the podcast, right? I, and a lot of people, again, you know, there's a spectrum. We always need a spectrum, in my opinion, you know? Uh, and so, you know, at, at the one end of the spectrum, I'm here for you. I'm here to help you out, you know? And I have free podcasts, free emails, free trainings, free hypnosis sessions, you know what I mean? Go to my bio, click that link, get on my email list. Um, all the way up to, you know, a group coaching program, you work one-on-one -on -one with me, you know, a program that you can do yourself. Um, I've got options for you. Okay. But that, that's an awesome job. I've looked into the diet industry and I've seen how right you are. Yeah. Right. Pretty interesting stuff, isn't it? <laughs> it's crazy. It's, it's just, so it's just unbelievable. You know, they, they're not our friends, unfortunately. Um, I missed your email for yesterday, but I'll be on the private live tomorrow. Super, super, super Karen. Um, yeah. Get on that call. Uh, yeah, that email goes out 9.30. You should get that email. But it's the same information too, okay? So if you, for whatever reason you don't see it, um, just uh, use that same link, okay? Uh, but yeah, I'm looking forward to that. That'll be fun. Yeah, those calls are good. We had a great call yesterday. I mean, the people in the program are just some of my favorite people. They're just so smart and just, and I don't know. It's, it's so great. Yesterday's call was especially good. Just people bringing... Real challenges, but but we, you know, we get through them. That's the thing. And that's what no one ever does. What's up, Marcy? You get on there too, Marcy. Karen was just saying she's going to get on the call tomorrow. So make sure you click that link and get on the call. Okay, it's at 3 o'clock. Um, and make sure, tell me, if you didn't get the email yesterday, let me know, okay? Um, so yeah. But you know, it's that way of weight loss. I, oh, you're working, that sucks. Um, that's how it is. But you got me here. You know what I mean? I'm here for you anyways. Uh but what, what I was gonna, what I was saying is, you know, we do these coaching calls. I just wish you could all see these coaching calls because it just makes you realize the way people approach weight loss is just so one dimensional. You know, it's just like it's really crazy, but you're just kind of conditioned to just it's accepted as normal. But the idea that you just jump in 100% perfect one day and expect you're going to maintain that is so crazy. And um, when I get to, I've, I've done so many sessions, and you just see like. The things that trip people up are like the littlest things, you know, it, it's just, it's unreal. So I'll give you an example, right? So one of the things we were talking about yesterday is someone was saying, uh, you know, they start off and they go, okay, well, the problem is fast food. You know, I eat fast food. I got to stop that, you know, but it's like when they go into it, right? And this is that diet or mindset in a sense, right? Because you're going to start your diet and maybe you say, okay, the reason I'm overweight is I eat fast food all the time. Okay. And so a person goes and says, I'm going to stop eating fast food. And that's what they said to me. So I go, I, I said, what's your worst eating habit? I eat fast food. Okay. But here's the thing that is so vague in general that it means nothing. It means nothing to your mind. It really doesn't like, like, cause you just like, oh, I always eat fast food. So I just have to stop it. You know? And so like we started going into it. Well, there's fast food of going to McDonald's after work. There's fast food of going to order Domino's on the weekend, uh, fast food, getting home and, uh, you know, ordering DoorDash. Uh, and so we, we said, which one do you want to work on first? You can't work on all of them. See, working on all of them is this conscious approach of saying, I'm going to stop eating that. And it's like, no, you're not. You're not. All of your behavior is automated. So we need to start in a strategic, systematic way to work through your behaviors. And so the fast food behavior we started with was the one in the mornings that shows up three, four days a week where when they were driving to work, they would stop at Dunkin' Donuts instead of eating a more nourishing breakfast at home. So we focus on this and then we go deeper into that, right? Because again, you just think like, oh, okay, yeah, you know what? I'm not gonna go to Dunkin' Donuts anymore. You, do you think that's it? Do you think that's all you need to do is just say, I'm not going to go to Dunkin' Donuts anymore and you're not going to go anymore? Is that, that really what you think? <laughs> you know what I mean? Like you don't think, you think like, okay, for the last five years, 
on your way to work four days out of the week, you have stopped at Dunkin' Donuts and you think because tomorrow's Monday and you said, I'm going to start a diet and lose weight that now you're just not going to go to Dunkin' Donuts tomorrow? You know what I mean? Like, like there's such a lack of, of granular understanding of what is driving your behaviors. And this idea that you're consciously going to be there every morning and stop yourself from going to Dunkin' Donuts, it, it's just, it's never going to work. Okay? And so... um we broke it down. You know, we break it down. Because why, why, this person knows they don't want to eat Dunkin' Donuts. They know they should eat a breakfast. This was a very smart person, okay? But what ends up happening is they have a subconscious association to eating breakfast at home and eating Dunkin' Donuts. So let me share this with you, okay? Because I think this will be helpful. Um, is we all have this, you got a conscious mind which is logical and rational, right? That's the part of your mind that says, I shouldn't eat fast food fast food's not good for me. I want to lose weight. I'm not going to eat it. Okay. And then you have your subconscious mind though. And this is the part that no one knows about. It's, I don't know why. <laughs> it's the part that's running all of your habitual thoughts, feelings, and behaviors. But you have this subconscious mind that's just pavlovian. It just links things together. It's not logical. Again, if we were logical, we would be like robots and we would just say, I want to lose weight. No more Dunkin' Donuts. And you would just follow the, you would just do it. It was logical. But that's not what happens, is it? You say, I'm not going to go to Dunkin' Donuts. And then all of a sudden the morning comes and you say, mm, uh, I'm not going to go to Dunkin' Donuts today. And then you keep thinking about Dunkin' Donuts and you keep wanting it. And you think about not going. You start feeling deprived and you feel frustrated. Next thing you know, you're in Dunkin' Donuts getting food. Right? I mean, is that not how it goes? <laughs> and so we had to go deeper into it because we all have this subconscious scale, a pain pleasure scale. And so, yeah, Dunkin' Donuts is bad for me. I want to lose weight. Okay, great. But subconsciously... You got this pain pleasure scale and you think I could eat Dunkin' Donuts and Dunkin' Donuts to you is more pleasure, less pain. It's real simple. <laughs> okay. And you think, okay, so that's getting Dunkin' Donuts is more pleasure, less pain. Not getting Dunkin' Donuts is what? More pain, less pleasure. So guess which one your subconscious mind wants you to do, you know? And so we had to go deeper into that. I know. Sorry. So Jennifer says, now I want a donut. I am putting that idea in your mind. I shouldn't do that. But, um, but, but there, it's deeper. Do you hear what I'm saying? We started with, I got I'm going to stop eating fast food. No, you're not. Let's get more specific. Something we can manage. Okay. And work on. And then we go deeper into it and, uh, we break it apart and we start to realize the way this person's thinking about this, I could have more pleasure and less pain, or I could decide to have less pleasure and more pain. That's what you're experiencing subconsciously. So how do you change that? Well, that's the interesting part, you know? And what this person had is they did not have a idea in their mind that was more pleasurable than the Dunkin' Donuts, you know? And so we worked on that. And what that pleasure thing is always, folks, is you at your best, okay? It's not you looking different. That's not enough of a motivator for you. I know you think wanting to look better is the biggest motivator in the world and that should work. It hasn't and it's not going to. It's not enough motivation. What is enough motivation is you being the best version of yourself possible, feeling your best, living your longest, having the best quality of life, having the best relationships, making the most money, going on the most adventures, being the most exciting person you can be. Whatever you value in your life most, it's having more of that. And when you start to really get clear on what's at stake here, Again, this is why I say you got to take your weight loss and wrap it in personal development. And when you think of yourself at your best in your life, whatever is most important to you, when you are at your goal weight, everything's better. Not because you're at your goal weight, but because you are living in a way that's healthier. You have more energy, more clarity, more focus, more balanced moods, more mobility, more stamina, more strength. And everything in your life gets better. And so this is how you have to frame it because when you start to really tap into what your potential is and how good you can actually feel in your life, the Dunkin' Donuts doesn't seem as pleasurable as that. And that is the secret. And you have to keep reinforcing and growing this and, and focusing on it. But that's the secret. This is why for me, I'm not tempted by that stuff that I was before because yes, I get all those foods are pleasurable. I still find them pleasurable taste-wise, but they're not nearly as pleasurable as how it feels to be this version of myself. Again, nothing tastes as good as thin and healthy feels. Some comes down to that saying, you know. Um, yeah. Pick a shirt that's small and wear it once a week. <laughs> toasted bagel with cream cheese, I think, means she's toasted with 
she gets a few drinks in her and gets on these lives and says funny stuff. Uh, that's what I believe. And eats bagels while she does it. I think it's a she. It could be a guy. I don't even know. Fight your mind control time. Yeah, absolutely. Um, what's Jennifer saying? <laughs> I'm starting to notice which foods work against me. I'm learning to avoid them so I don't feel sick. What a concept. <laughs> That's what I mean, right? I get pain after the pleasure. The pleasure food makes me feel pain afterwards. That's motivating me not to eat it. That That's exactly it. Um, again, I bring this back to the cigarettes. If I see, because you, you think, you, li- you live in this reality where you think that you are aware of what these foods are doing to you. Um, you're not. You have been conditioned to think about food in a very specific way by the food industry. I mean, literally, you have seen literally millions and millions of food ads in your life. Every food ad is a hypnosis session, and every food ad is focusing you on the anticipation and the consumption of the food. Think about every ad you see. Is the food coming towards the person, the person eating it? They never show the person after they've finished eating sitting there feeling like shit. right? They never show that part. So again, there's three phases to eating. There's the anticipation, the consumption, and then the consequence. Okay. And so a big part of what I help my clients do is just focus on the truth. Again, I'm not bullshitting you. You're not making stuff up. There is always a consequence right after you finish eating. See, you're focusing on the consequence. Well, I don't, I don't want to put weight on. That consequence is too far in the future. So your brain says, fuck it. We'll eat the donut now. We'll just start our diet tomorrow. Problem solved. We'll get both. We'll have the donut and we'll lose the weight. That's in the future. We'll make up for it. That doesn't work. What you have to do is you have to focus on the consequence that five minutes after you finish eating, the physical, mental, emotional consequence that is always there after you finish eating. And if you train yourself for a week to take a minute, one minute, to go sit in a chair in a quiet place for one minute after you finish eating, five minutes after you finish eating, you will realize exactly what I say. You're going to realize you feel full. You feel sluggish. Sometimes, again, depending on how much you eat, what you eat, your stomach doesn't feel too good. But the real consequence is the mental and emotional piece. Okay? And so if you are a person who wants to lose weight and thinks about losing weight 24 hours a day and you go and eat foods that are going to prevent you from losing weight, the mental and emotional consequence that follows is not that pleasant. Mental consequence, what I'm saying is your internal dialogue. You're in your head talking to yourself 24 hours a day. And after you eat the ice cream, the pizza, the cookies, whatever, the bagel, um, what ends up happening if you're a person who wants to lose weight is you start beating yourself up and you start being very negative and mean to yourself. You start thinking of yourself as a person who has no willpower, no control, can't lose weight, and you get very, very mean with yourself. Then there's an emotional consequence, frustration, depression, anger, pissed off at yourself, um, depression, I'm never going to change this, failure, shame, guilt. They're all right there. I'm not bullshitting you. They're right there. You have been trained and conditioned to not pay attention to them. Ah, Jim, that's bullshit. If I felt that, I'd notice it. No, you wouldn't. (laughs) We know about this with cigarettes. If I went back in time 100 years ago and saw someone smoke and said, hey, don't smoke that cigarette, you're going to get lung cancer, they would look at me like I was crazy because no one associated smoking cigarettes with lung cancer until we were trained to link the two. (laughs) So you're not aware of what's going on, and this is the world we live in. The cigarette companies are literally the food companies. Literally. RJR Reynolds and Nabisco are literally merged together as the same company. The parent company of uh, Kraft is Philip Morris. So they're using the same shit. You're eating foods that are literally killing you, that are decreasing the quality of your life, your happiness, and you don't realize it. And this is the big story. Wearing a fucking bathing suit to the beach is small potatoes compared to the fact that if you keep eating their shitty processed foods, you will not live as long as you could and you will have a shittier quality of life during those years. Ta-da! And that's the real story, but we never think of it that way because we're conditioned nonstop, nonstop. I mean, how many food ads you see in a day? Anyways... (laughs) You get carried away sometimes. Seems like it definitely requires delayed gratification. How to bring the feeling to the present? Um, you know, it's really not delayed gratification. I I challenge that because I think I'm all about instant gratification. Now I know we're always fed this bullshit of like, well, the instant gratification of the food is my problem. Okay, yes, the instant gratification of the food is a real thing, no doubt about it. 
But as you condition yourself to think about the consequence, that consequence is only five minutes away. You're never thinking about that though. You're thinking about, should I eat the ice cream? Oh, I want to lose weight. I don't know. And you're thinking about it weight terms. That's not going to work because the weight is in the future. You know this. Listen, it would be different. Imagine, okay, I'll give you an example of what I mean. If, um, imagine we lived in a reality where if you ate a pint of ice cream, the next morning when you woke up, you would be 30 pounds heavier. Okay? Now we're getting into some interesting territory here. And consequently, if you said no, if you ate great one day, you would be 30 pounds lighter. Think about how much easier it would be to eat well if the, if the result and the consequence was that close. Okay? The physical consequence was that close. But it's not. We don't live in that reality. So time gets in the way and plays with our head. So what we have to do is we have to fixate on the mental and emotional consequence because that fucking emotion and mental consequence is right there every single time. So you just have to know it's there. And what ends up happening is you start saying things like this. Oh, ice cream? I want some ice cream. Wait a second. Because how you think about food, when you're thinking about eating something, when you're dealing with cravings, fucking food noise. You want to talk about food noise? Which I'll talk about food noise. I've been talking about that for 30 years. Okay? All of a sudden, food noise, food noise. Oh, get rid of, go on the drugs, get rid of the food noise. You want to know why you're thinking about food noise? Because all you do is get, you're bombarded with food commercials. And so the way you think about food, when you're going to decide something, you say, oh, should I have some Ben and Jerry's, should I have some ice cream? The, what you're, the way you're thinking about it subconsciously is you're thinking about, guess what? The anticipation of getting it and the consumption of eating it. And that is driving up the desire and the craving for that food. It's the same pizza, cookies, whatever food you're challenged with, you're thinking about it, getting it, eating it. And you're never thinking about the consequence that's right on the other side of it. But when you start to, so let's just say you're, you're struggling with a craving. You're struggling with the craving primarily because of the way you're thinking about it. You're thinking about the anticipation and consumption. But what if you say, oh, I don't know, do I, want, do I want chips? Do I want ice cream? Do I really want that? And you're struggling with the craving. What if you say, how will I feel five minutes after I finish it? How will I feel 10 minutes from now? It'll take me about five minutes to eat it. Now, all of a sudden, your brain thinks about the consequence. And again, I have to be clear. This is something you have to practice because you're so unawares that you need a week or two weeks to really start to notice the effect these foods are having on you. But once you become aware of it, now it starts to be, I don't know. And now what happens? No willpower needed. What happens when you start thinking about the consequences just on the other side of finishing that is the desire and the craving start to go down. And now you don't need as much willpower to say no because now you subconsciously, the way you're thinking about it is causing the craving to go down. You have been conditioned to think about food in a way that maximizes cravings. Do you, do you believe that? I don't even know, you know? Think about it with cigarettes. We never, before 1970, no one thought cigarettes were even bad for them. We didn't think they caused cancer. They sat on all those studies. It wasn't common knowledge, as obvious as it may seem to us now. I don't know how old you all are. If, if you were, if I'm, I'm almost 50. So I went through that transition, okay, where it's like, I don't know, cigarettes, they're not good for, I don't know, everyone's smoking, whatever. And then you went through all the conditioning, the, the truth ads and all this stuff, all the studies come out. Holy shit, cigarettes are really bad for you. Cancer and da, 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 all this stuff here. And so now you think about cigarettes much differently and it reduces a lot of cravings. That's why the, the number of smokers have gone way down. The cigarettes didn't become less addictive. People think about them differently. So again, this bring just drives home the point that what's controlling your eating and your weight is really your mindset more than anything else. And what do you know? The diets never teach you how to change your mindset. Hmm, interesting. But hey, Jim, I thought the diets are trying to help me lose weight. Uh, nope. <laughs> all the diets that you're subconsciously referencing are all the fucking food companies. Did you know Weight Watchers was owned by Heinz? Jenny Craig was owned by Nestle. Atkins Food Products was owned by the same company as Onions Pretzels and Cinnabon. That Slim Fast is owned by the same company as uh, Ben and Jerry's Ice Cream. Do you think they want you to not eat their bullshit and they want you less profits? Come on. Do you know what I mean? Like, again, the obesity conspiracy is the food companies, the diet companies, and the medical establishment. I love medicine. I love doctors. But let's be honest. It's a business model that's built on treating the symptoms, not the cure. They may, there's a lot of money being made off of people being overweight, unhealthy, and unhappy. And you have got to take it upon yourself. You got to be that person in the 60s, 1960s, who does their own research and says, oh, shit, cigarettes are really bad. You got to do that with food. I, at some point in, in, in our lives, there's going to be food labels on these food. Or there's going to be warning labels on these foods. Okay. But don't let it be too late by then. Don't be 10 years down that road. Start to realize now what this shit is doing to us. 
anyways. <laughs> um, I meant to see weight loss progress. You wear a small shirt and it will get big eventually. <laughs> Funny. Uh, let's see. Let's see. I'm not, I'm not going to talk so much anymore. If you guys have any questions, ask them. Can we still carb? Yeah, you can still carbs. It's not. A, listen, the keto thing is, is crazy. The keto thing's crazy. It's the number one diet right now. That and intermittent fasting are the two number one diets. You know? And it's like, give me a break. Do you know what I mean? Like, you know, ketosis, you know, ketosis was a diet that was designed for epileptics. Do you really want to stay in ketosis your whole life? Is that the quality of life you want to live? Of course you can eat carbs. You, you got to eat less of them. You, you know, the number one source of calories for adult Americans is baked goods. So yeah, any diet that causes you to reduce carbs is probably going to help you lose weight. Um, but you don't need to, you don't need to go into fucking ketosis. There's no society living in ketosis ever in history. Maybe a couple Eskimos at certain times of the year because they all eat his whale blubber and shit. But I mean, come on. You know what I mean? Bethany says it's so interesting to you. I'm glad. I'm sure. Yeah. If, if you ha if you have any interest in losing weight, this is probably the most fascinating shit you ever <laughs> heard because it's like you never hear any of this stuff. You know what I mean? You never hear it because no one here. You want me to I'll, I'll sum up the diet industry like in a nutshell. And I mean, here, how can I do it? How can I do it? How can I sum up every single diet, every single doctor, every single nutritionist, every single dietitian, every single workout plan and personal trainer? Why hasn't it worked for you? Because all they do is tell you what to do. All of their perfect plans and great ideas and studies and do this and tweak that. And all that. They always tell you what to do and you're left trying to force yourself to do it. You have no idea how to change your behaviors. You have no idea how to change your thinking, how you feel, your habits, your behaviors. And so the diets change, but you always stay the same. How are you gonna get the results you want if you don't change? Again, Program Yourself is an inside out approach to weight mastery. And let me put that way there. This is why the diet industry's got your head spinned upside down is your goal, all you think about is losing weight. I just want to lose weight. I just want to lose weight. I just want to lose weight. That's a shitty goal. If you get nothing else out of this, please change your goal from what, I just want to lose weight. No, you don't. You've lost weight. Are you happy you lost weight? You put it weight back on, but you lost it. Are you living in the glory days? Oh, I lost 30 pounds once. I lost 80 pounds once. Are you proud of that? No, you feel pissed off that you'll put it back on. So please upgrade your goal too. I want to return to my goal weight and I want to live the rest of my life at my goal weight on near autopilot. <laughs> I want it to be easy because you don't want it to be easy. You're a dieter. You want it to be as hard as shit because you associate the harder the plan is, the hungrier I am, the more difficult it is, the faster my results. I just want fast weight loss. No, you don't. <laughs> you have to, again, you're, you're in a mental prison. The diet industry has put you into a mental prison. You can't even separate weight loss from dieting at this point. And you're in this mental prison. Luckily, they forgot to lock the door. You can walk right out of it. But you've got to change your perception of this. You know, again, the diet, the simplest way to understand it is they've got you to condition to think about weight loss as a sprint, right? You're just in such a rush, such a rush. I just want to lose the weight. I just want to lose the weight. I'm keto, I'm going to get rid of all the carbs. I'm going to completely change how I eat tomorrow so I can lose the weight as quick as possible. I'll never be able to keep it up. I was just talking to someone today. I did carnivore and I lost 80 pounds. I'll put it all back on. So I'm back on carnivore. D do you like it? No. What the fuck are you doing then? What are you doing? Do you love losing weight and then putting it all back on? Because the people I work with, that's the most devastating thing that can happen is you lose the weight and then you put it all back on all that work, all that effort, and then you put it all back on. Why is it? Because here you sit 40 years into trying losing weight and you got two mindsets, an overweight mindset and a diet mindset, and you just keep flip-flopping between them and you will your whole life unless you create a thin and healthy mindset and no one's ever teaching you that. No one. And I think it's because they don't want you to lose the weight for good. I don't think so. I think there's too much money being made off of you guys. That's what I think. <laughs> Every time I see you, I instantly want a bagel. Uh, hypnosis, that's funny. It's true though, right? Uh, let me see, I didn't know. I didn't know Weight Watchers was on my Heinz, man. I don't know if they still are, but they were because, you know what's funny is Weight Watchers started good, by the way. It was started by a woman in New Jersey. Legit. You know, she wanted to help people out. The meetings were great. That's why Weight Watchers is probably one of the better plans. It's goofy. You don't know this, right? Because, again, Weight Watchers, all the mar all the diets are just marketing companies, you know? And, and the whole, because have you noticed? Um, all the diets are one tactic. 
right? They know you're tired, overwhelmed, exhausted, so they got to make it seem really simple. Just stop eating carbs. Just stop eating for 16 hours. Just eat Mediterranean food. Just count your points. Just eat 1,200 calories, right? They make it sound so simple. It's like a carnival game, right? It's the hardest shit on the planet to do, but it sounds so simple. And so you beat yourself up. You're like, God, I can't just, why can't I just go the day without eating carbs? What's wrong with me? Why don't I have any willpower? Well, the flip side of I'll just stop eating carbs is completely learn how to eat differently. And you know, you're already exhausted and overwhelmed from life. And now what? Now what? You're going to start your Monday by completely changing your eating. I like, let me show you what dieting really is and why it's hard. It's not because it's hard to give up the foods. That's a piece of it, but it's a small piece. The reason it's hard is because all of your eating is an automated behavior that you have trained into your subconscious mind. And now you just do an autopilot. Very much like brushing your teeth, using your computer mouse, using your phone. You now do these things automatically. But dieting is like if you woke up tomorrow and you said to yourself, you know what? I'm going to brush my teeth with my other hand. I'm going to use my mouse with my other hand. And I'm going to use my phone with my other hand. Now you can do it, but it takes lots and lots of concentration, focus, and energy. And you'll do it. You're going to jab your gums when you're brushing your teeth. You're going to miss teeth. You're going to be frustrated. You're going to be annoyed because your brain doesn't like to use extra energy. So you, if you even got through the day doing those things, which I doubt you could do, um, but even if you did, you'd be so fucking irritated by the end of the day and annoyed <laughs> that you'd be ready to kill someone. So tell me, like, when you go on a diet, it's like you're so overwhelming yourself. You know what I mean? Because you're trying to consciously control something that's automated. And it's, you're not set up to do that. So have you ever approached your weight loss by saying, you know what, I'm going to install new behaviors, new lifestyle and eating behaviors that keep me thin and healthy so that they run on autopilot. You've never even thought that. You just think weight loss has to constantly be a struggle to the point that you literally associate pain now to weight loss, which is why you don't even want to lose weight. You weigh exactly what you want to weigh subconsciously. It's true, though. It's true. You weigh exactly what you want to weigh. Uh, I like his his lives. He's a nice guy. I am a nice guy. (laughs) I'm having grilled cheese with tomato soup for lunch. Nice. Yeah, you can have carbs. Uh, But then I put routines in place and started counting calories, macros, and I'm going back. Yeah, I mean, listen, you got to make it or you got to build it around. Uh, program yourself then. Just to give you an example, um, it's there's a couple of components to the program. But one part of the program is these weight mastery blueprints. There's a mindset blueprint, lifestyle blueprint, eating blueprint. So there's general principles and ideas, but you got to fill it out with your own unique setup. This idea that you're going to get a weight loss diet from someone who's never met you and you've never met. And it's just, you're just going to fucking live it. Like, would you let me tell you what clothes to wear, what music to listen to, what movies to watch? You're just going to let me, I was a stranger. I was going to tell you what to eat from now on for the rest of your life. So instead you have to have, again, a sense, a structure. And again, program yourself to use a five, two model, five days of clean eating, two days of pleasure eating, but there's structures in there. And then you fill it in with what you like to eat. I know the most, the most popular diet that I could put out there would be, I could call it the gym diet, right? And it's like, it would be what I eat. But why would I ever do that? You're not me. You don't like the foods I like. You don't have the lifestyle I live. I would never do that to you because I know it wouldn't work. But you're upset. that's how you think you're going to lose weight. You need to stop focusing on information, start focusing on transformation. The problem isn't that you don't know what to do. It's that you can't get yourself to do it consistently. And that is because, not because you don't have willpower, it's because you have not learned how to strategically influence your thinking, feelings, and ultimately your behaviors in an effective way. You have no idea how to change your behaviors, which again brings us to the main point that here you are 10, 20, 30, 40 years into trying to lose weight, obsessed with it. And to be honest, you know as little about how to lose weight now as you did before you started your first diet. Right? I mean, honestly, you don't, you don't know. You want to lose 50 pounds, you don't want to lose five pounds. And that's exactly the diets want it. You know, you're, you're not walking any path. You know what I mean? And program yourself then, it's not built on you being perfect tomorrow. It's built on you waking up and listening to a five-minute hypnosis session. And that session alone is going to cause you to make better choices throughout the day. And then you fill out your blueprints and you figure out what works for you. And you know the primary way you figure out what works for you is you learn from your mistakes. 
which is why the other piece of the program that's the most important is the program yourself then technique. It's two techniques, the redo technique, the rehearsal technique. The redo technique, it's a self-hypnosis technique you use at night. It takes about a minute. You review your day and you redo something that you're not happy with the behavior, you know, or you work on installing something. But so say, you, you know, oh, I meant to eat a good lunch and instead I went and got a burger and fries, okay? So what do you typically do when you make a mistake, right? It's catastrophic. You either put it out of your mind or you beat yourself up about it. But how about you fucking learn from it? Can you imagine? Haven't you learned everything in your life that you're good at, you've gotten good at it because you've learned from your mistakes. Oh, except for weight loss. Weight loss, I'm going to start on day one being 100% perfect. I'm going to be 100% perfect for the next six months till I lose my weight and get to my goal weight. It's, it's, and you, it's never worked for you. It never works for anyone. But yet you still think in this magical way that it's somehow going to work, you know? But what if you stopped with all the pressure on yourself and instead you start strategically focusing on your worst eating habit and implementing a good eating habit? And you listen to your five-minute session. Oh, okay, I could do that. Great. And then a month from now, you've eliminated your worst eating habit. That alone could be 20, 30 pounds over a year. And you did it in a way that's comfortable and easy and sustainable. Do you know what I mean? Like, like it's, it's just, so if, if any of this is even remotely appealing to you, please go to my bio, click the link and get the hypnosis session I give you. It's called the new thin me. It's a kickstart session that'll help you get motivated and fired up in a way you never have probably. And most importantly, it takes a few minutes to send that to you. And I bring you to a page where there's a training, three steps to master your weight. Watch that training. It's about a half hour and I'll, I'll kind of lay out the whole system for you. So you have a different way of thinking about your weight. You know? How can I increase my metabolism? What's your opinion on fasting? Um, I mean, you really can't increase your metabolism. The difference between a, a fast and a slow metabolism is like 60 calories. Um, it's not about increasing the metabolism. It's really about cleaning up the eating and reducing the calorie consumption, your average calorie consumption, lowering that down in a way that's comfortable. Um, and it, my opinion on fasting is I... Again, I don't know what fasting you're talking about. If you're talking about intermittent fasting, I'm going to assume um, fasting is just a technique. I use it, okay? I, I call it nighttime fasting because intermittent fasting, I mean, you get the, the people are so strict with it. Oh, if it's not 16 hours, it doesn't count. Bullshit, bullshit. You know what I mean? Stop all that shit. It's all these people trying to sell you a bunch of bullshit. And so they're like, this is the only way to do it. You got to do 16 hours or you're missing out the two most important hours of fat burning. Bullshit, bullshit. So, um... You know, nighttime fasting, is, I think, is a great idea. Now, that's based on me and, and a lot of clients I've worked at. I've done over 5,000 private weight loss sessions, by the way. I've been doing this for 20 years professionally. Um, but nighttime fasting, I'm a big believer in. So whenever you go to bed, you want to make that window bigger when you stop eating, right? So when you go to bed and when you stop eating, you want to work on making that window bigger. And so you might eat right up till bedtime. I used to. And so maybe you start with a half hour. Maybe you start with an hour. Oh, I'm going to start right with 16 hours. <laughs> Have fun with that. Give me a call in a month and let me know how it's going. All right. But, or we can do it strategically and we can start to make an hour, two hours, three hours. And what you'll notice, the reason I recommend that, it gives your body a break, but it's going to, most importantly, it's going to help you sleep better. Your sleep is one of the primary factors of your weight. So again, you get multiple benefits this way. Again, everything that I, I work on with my clients it's always about practicality. I'm all about practical because I don't give a fuck how fast you lose weight. I don't care. And I hope you all take this in. You've been conditioned to like every weight loss ad you've seen in your life and you've seen millions of them. Every single ad for weight loss is the before and the after picture, how long it takes to go from one to the other. And so you've conditioned yourself to think superficially about weight loss and just say, I got to get it done quick. And you jump right into these plans 100%. You know, and it's, um, it's not practical. And so what happens though, is you're just, you're dazzled. You know, I, I always joke about this. Like when dieters are like, oh, I don't know if I can be hypnotized. The fuck you can't, you know how to the fastest way to, hyp to hypnotize a dieter? Do you want to know? I'll, I'll prove it to you right now. Okay. I did have a little secret. I, I, I wasn't going to share this with people, but I do actually, oh, I know I just said, I don't like fast weight loss, but okay. There is one strategy I have seen work over and over and over again with everyone, obese, overweight, doesn't matter. It's, it's healthy, it's natural, and it's fast. You can lose 30 pounds in 30 days. I've never seen it fail. Do you want to know about this plan? I will tell you, I wasn't going to say it, but okay, fuck it. I usually charge for this. If you want to, if you want me to tell you about this plan, just hit the hearts. Do you want to hear this plan? It's 30 pounds, 30 days. I've seen it work for elderly people, young people. It works for everyone. It's really unbelievable. It's an amazing plan. Okay. <laughs> 
<laughs> All right, I'm joking with you. I'm joking. It, there is no plan for that. Do you see what I'm saying though? But but notice how notice that feeling you had where it's like you know you know it's full of shit. You know it's not possible, but you want to believe it's so bad. That's hypnosis. Okay, it's when your subconscious mind is like. I don't know, but yeah, yeah. Oh, would that be awesome? So I don't mean to do that to you, but I, I do it as a, as a learning example. This is what's happening to you every time you go into a diet. Because listen, you know what kicks off your diets is the spontaneous pain-based motivation, right? So you're just going around living your life. You're overweight. You're not happy with it. But then all of a sudden, something really kicks at the next level. It's usually you finally step on the scale and you say, holy shit. You see the picture of yourself. Oh my God, I didn't realize I was that big. Um, someone says something shitty to you. The clothes don't fit all of a sudden. You catch your reflection and you feel so upset. You're so in so much pain about your weight that you say, I don't give a fuck what I got to do. I'm going to lose this weight now. Now you're ripe for the picking keto, intermittent fasting, water fasting, 1200 calories a day, something extreme. You do it for a couple days, a couple weeks, and then you go back to the, what you always do. And you just keep cycling through that experience, you know? And the reason why you fall for this is because you get in such a state of pain that you're not using your rational mind. And you've been conditioned to just think there's some magical formula coming around the corner. You're so, you've been conditioned so completely to fixate on some miracle plan, some quick fix that you never approach this strategically, logically, you know, and, and that's what's keeping you stuck more than anything else, you know. Um, what would you suggest as a morning routine to put us in the right mental place for success? Well, I mean, the best thing I would suggest is my program. I've never seen anything like this. It's the best mindset program for weight loss on the planet, you know. Again, I'm going to tell you this. Hypnosis is a very powerful tool. Um, it's not enough just in and of itself. Again, that's why I have the blueprints and I teach you the self-hypnosis technique, but it's very powerful. Um, most hypnosis programs, they're going to give you, you know, a session, five sessions, whatever. Um, in my program, it's an eight-week program every day. Because listen, the hardest part of change is remembering to change, you know? So there's one thing I know about you without even knowing you is I know tomorrow morning when you wake up, I know what you're going to do. All of you, every single one of you, me included. I'm going to look at my phone, right? And you're going to look at that phone. And what are you going to see? You're going to see a message from me. You're going to click that message and it's going to bring you to a five-minute hypnosis session. Because the, the biggest challenge for you, you don't know how to be consistent. But no shit. Why would you be consistent? Because think about how you're trying to be consistent. You're doing nothing, nothing about eating, not working out all right. Okay, it's 1,200 calories, no carbs, <laughs> no sugar. No. Uh, why can't I be consistent, Jim? Jim, I'm struggling with consistency. Yeah, no shit. You know what I mean? It's like someone that's never played the piano. I want to learn to play the piano. I want to get good quick, so I'm going to play 10 hours a day. Okay, let me know how it goes the second day when you wake up and your fingers are like this. And you say, oh, I struggle with consistency. You're not struggling with consistency. You're struggling with a shitty strategy of trying to all of a sudden correct everything. You're way over correcting. That's why you're not consistent. So I know consistency is the most important piece. And program yourself in. That's one of the mantras I'm installing you. Consistency over intensity. What a concept, huh? And so the program is built to say, can you get up and listen to a five-minute hypnosis session, right? Because if you can, this is a strategic way to master your weight because you sit there for five minutes, which may not sound like a lot. Maybe it does. I don't know. But can you commit five minutes? If you can, you sit there quietly, you relax your body, you begin breathing more deeply, you calm your mind down, you bring your awareness and attention inside your body so you're more sensitive to what's going on in here. And then you hear these suggestions that are all positive, encouraging, and each session has a weight loss mantra in it. And at the end of the eight weeks, you've got 57 of these mantras running through your brain. And at night, you have a sleep gnosis session. There's eight of these. Each week, you get one of them. These are the core weight loss mantras. This is a 10-minute session. And you have two sessions to choose from. Again, I, I send you another message at night. You don't have to remember it, you know, because I know I'm going to remind you. And so you listen to this 10-minute session. Again, there's one session that has a countdown so you can listen earlier in the night and go about the rest of your night. The other one you can listen to as you're going to sleep. And this has a core weight loss mantra in it. And so by the end of the eight weeks, you've got, what, uh, 55, 55 sessions you know, mantras in your head, 55 hypnosis sessions you've listened to, 55 times you have relaxed and calmed down. How relaxed and calm are you? Do you think that might affect your weight loss? Do you find you eat better when you're stressed out? Or do you find you eat better when you're relaxed and calm and focused? <laughs> do you see what I mean? We need to program yourself in as a preventative approach. See, you're just assuming that you're going to be hungry. You're going to be starving. You're going to be craving foods. It's going to be a struggle. It's going to be, uh, and so you're going into your weight loss like, come on. <laughs> and it's like, you're already depleted. So what energy are you using to take this massive thing on all at once? 
You know what I mean? And so this is a strategic approach to mastering a weight for good. That That's the point of it, you know? And so that's how, that's the morning routine I would suggest. So if you're not doing that, again, I got free hypnosis sessions. Go listen to them. The problem with listening to the same hypnosis session is you get sick of it. You start to know it. Um, you can hear me breathing a certain way. You're like, oh, here comes that. Oh, here he says that weird, that word weird. And it's like you start to become conscious, you know? And that's the problem with like, when you see it, never get a hypnosis program as one, two, three sessions and they're just gonna, you know, fix everything. It's not gonna work. You need consistently new, different information that's repeating the same messages in different unique ways is what you need to install that mindset. You need to create your own customized blueprints that are custom made for you. Mindset, lifestyle, eating blueprints so you know what the hell you're doing and when you mistakes make mistakes, why? And you need this process, the redo rehearsal technique so you can consistently, it's like brushing your teeth for your mind. Each and every day, you get to learn from your mistakes and grow and you get to practice having the day you want tomorrow. And each time you do either one of those, you're tapping into the ideal version of you. You're clarifying and connecting to it, which is what this is all about. It's not enough. Your motivation to want to lose weight is not enough. You don't give a fuck. If you really cared about losing weight, you would have lost it. You don't care that much. You'd like to lose weight. It'd be cool. You wish you'd lose weight, but you do not want to. You want to eat the food. You do what you want to. It's real simple. Don't make this confusing. You do what you want to do. And yes, you'd like to lose weight, but you don't want to lose weight as much as you want to eat the food. It, it, it's not, you know, it's not hard. It, it's helpful, you know, to, I think, to clarify things. Some people, people get mad about that, but, you know, we could talk about that. Um. <laughs> hey, what's up, Astrid? Yeah, sorry, I missed you yesterday, Astrid. Yeah, get on the next one. Oprah owns Weight Watchers now? Is that true? Wow. Oh, she's on Ozempic now. Uh, poor weight. I, I love Oprah too, but yeah, she struggled with the weight, right? What's up, Bailey? How you doing? Um, yeah, I close the kitchen after dinner and eat first meal at lunch. Do not chug. That's good. That's a good one, Don. Uh, yeah, Marty says, you're so right. I keep yo-yo losing weight and I gain it back. Yeah, I, I get it. It's just you don't even know how to live like a thin and healthy person. I mean, that's the big problem, you know? And people think like, people think like the weight loss, like it's, the, that's the finish line. You know what I mean? And it's not, it, it's the starting line, right? Because how long do you keep the weight off for? Right? I, I know, but you don't think of it that way. Because you think you're going to lose the weight and then just figure it out somehow. So I was diagnosed with high blood pressure in June and I've lost 23 pounds in three months diet and exercise. Great job, David. Nice job. That's great. Again, I mean, that's what, you know, listen, sometimes, you know, getting that medical diagnosis can be the trigger to get us going on the right track. I um, mean, a lot of times we get the medical diagnosis and still don't know how to do it, you know, but, but great job for you. Um, you know, oh my God, I'm so much calmer starting the program, hypnosis. Yeah, right. Again, and the more calm you are, the easier it is to, to eat the way that get literally your goal weight. No one thinks about that. Again, it's preventative. You know, the reason you're overeating, you're binging a lot of times, at least a component of it is you're stressed, you're tense, you're anxious. That's a huge part that's driving you um, to overeat. You know, um, I used to like you do, you said that. <laughs> uh, I'm not sure. You might be, might be referencing the whole I know that was mean of me to do, right? But again, I do it just to prove a point. You know what I mean? Like, like when I was saying that, I just do it to prove a point. Um, I definitely struggle with self-discipline. My brain says, don't tell me what the duck to do. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, listen, that's, um, you know, again, this is a little bit of transactional analysis for you, but that's an internal dialogue. We have these three ego states. We have a child, we have an adult, or we have a child, we have a parent, and we have an adult. Most people, when it comes to weight loss, have the, the child and the parent. And it's this battle back and forth of like, you ever notice how like when you go on a thing, like, yeah, you lose your autonomy, right? Because the diet is someone's telling you what to do and you're trying to force yourself to do it. And you feel like there's a part of you that wants to rebel, you know, but that's because of the way you're conceptualizing this process. So program yourself, then we're looking to develop that adult voice, which kind of oversees the process instead. And it's very warm and encouraging and constantly saying, you can eat what you want, but that food is going to make you feel a certain way. You know, that ice cream is going to make you feel kind of full. You're going to feel kind of let down. You're going to feel discouraged. You're kind of negative in your head. If you say no and eat the apple instead, you're going to feel light. You're going to feel encouraged. You're going to feel excited. You're going to wake up tomorrow energized. You're going to be proud of yourself. And if you keep making decisions like that, you're going to be right at the weight you want to be. And you're going to be the person you want to be. You don't have that voice in your head right now. You know what I mean? Like that's the main reason you're struggling with that, you know? 
Um, does weight loss have more to do with hormones rather than calories, quality food? No, weight loss has to do with calories, 100% calories. Yes, hormones, thyroid, insulin resistance, all those things are real factors. They're real physical factors that, that can potentially slow weight loss down. But if you reduce calories, it's always calories, folks. You know, I was, this is a joke, but there's a show alone where they drop you off in the woods. It's really a, a weight loss competition. Like who can lose weight the slowest? Who can last the longest by not losing weight too fast? Um, it, you know, if you really think that your hormones are so screwed up that no matter what you do, you won't lose weight, go on that show. You win an easy half million dollars. You know, I promise you, if you reduce your calories down, you're going to lose weight. It may take longer than you think it's going to take. It may be slower than other people, but if you reduce your calories down, you're going to lose weight. You would be a medical anomaly if, if you didn't lose weight. Um, Brain Over Binge by Katherine Hansen. No, I don't. Um, but I love books like that, so I want to write it down and I'll do it. Should I avoid foods like avocado and oils? No, I don't think so. I mean, you hear so much bullshit out there these days. You know, what I, I, the one to me I hear now is the carnivores talking about plant defense chemicals. Don't eat plants. That's when you know, you know, we're in complete bizarro world. Um, you know, eating just carnivore, just meat. Okay, like who's doing that? Who's doing that? You know what I mean? Like the most studied diet on the planet is people eating plant-based foods. So this idea, I don't know. And, and the worst part is a lot of times it's doctors saying this stuff. But doctors don't know much more about nutrition than you do, folks. They get, you know, 10 hours of nutrition training. I'm, I'm, I'm exaggerating, but they get way less nutrition um, than you think they do. Doctors don't know shit about weight loss. Um, yeah, avocados are healthy, healthy fats. Meat over plants is an awful message. Yeah, I agree. And again, I have no problem with meat, but I mean, this idea that not to eat plants because of plant defense chemicals is the dumbest shit. And I heard a doctor saying it, saying they're carcinogen. Don't eat beans because of lectins. You, you fucking cook the beans and there's no lectins. In it. It's just, it's like saying don't eat meat because there's poop in animals. It, you know what I mean? Like, it's just, it's, it makes me crazy. It, it's the dumbest shit. I don't get into this. I'm not a nutritionist. I don't, I'm not, I don't get into all that, but I just, you, you, it's hard, man. I always thought, right? We always thought that the, um, we always thought the information age would be like, oh, the, the, we'll have one truth and we can all believe in that. But the information turned out to be, you can believe whatever you want and you can be completely convinced and have proof and studies and all the rest of it. <laughs> Raw pork. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Trichinosis. I don't know. I don't know what they think about that. It must be good. I'm sure it's great for your, your blood sugar and fat, um, body fat. You really motivate me. I, I really thank you from my heart. Well, I, I thank you. That means so much. To me. That's why I do this. So that, that means a lot to me. Thank you. Um, I got to get out of here. I got a coaching call coming up again. If anyone wants to stay in my world, please stay in my world. Um, go to my bio, get the hypnosis session. I give you watch the training I give you and, um, read the emails I send every day, you know, and I got, I got stuff coming down the pike trainings. I give you, I, I really am here to help you. If you're really serious, get one of the programs. Again, there's a, a program you can do yourself. If you're really serious and you can do it, work with me, you know, in the coaching, um, you know, yeah, there's so many things out there that contradict each other. I agree. I could talk about that all day and I wish I could, but I got to get out of here. Um, how many calories can I consume? Oh, I would love to talk about that too. But all right, I got to get out of here, everyone. Have a super day. Listen to the podcast. Let's program yourself then and we'll talk soon. Bye.